Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon, everybody. You're listening to the Cindy Cochran Show, and we're so happy that you're here. We've had, uh, let's see, this is our third week on, so I'm just a baby to this. No, I I used to do a show on, um, it was called, uh, oh yeah, still Lone Star Radio, Lone Star Community Radio, but before that, it was even way more FM, and I did a show there, so um, I've been doing this for a while, and you think I'd get everything straight, but that's not how it's going to be. But listen, I have got um, a great guest today. It's uh, Jimmy Cirillo. Jimmy the C is who we say because he does. Uh, he talks sports. He loves sports. And uh, I, this is the first time I've seen Jimmy in years, it seems like. And so I'm, I'm really excited. He used to do the show whenever I was, we were with the other uh, studio. And it was uh, it was so much fun, and I think sports was so much more fun at that time. But uh, what's happening with the Astros and all that is exciting, and so we're going to talk about that. But we, we're going to do some reminiscing, reminiscing, reminiscing. Yeah, thank you. Jimmy's going to help me out, but uh, but we're going to be doing that as well. And I just wanted to tell everybody that it's exciting to talk about sports for Houston because Houston has had great times and they've had the worst times. They've been made fun of, they've they've been respected. And so it's been up and down, up and down. But um, Jimmy was somebody who just always loved, loved sports. But the first time I ever laid eyes on Jimmy, I I looked out the window because I was hearing this strange sound. It was it was like a siren or something, and I looked out the window and they had just moved into into our neighborhood, uh, and so I'm I look out and there's this little boy with a diaper on that is holding a bottle and just screaming at the top of his lungs on his tiptoes, and he's saying, "No, okay, <laughs> you still do that? No, you you were just." somebody that was so uh, I don't know what where that came from but I didn't know whether I could go out there and just slap you that maybe you were hysterical or something like that or what would happen but later on I realized it was okay to slap you but um, yeah, thanks mom yes that's right but they were they have grown to be like my second children him and his uh, brother Joey and sister sister Demita wasn't as much you guys were mostly around, you know, doing stuff with mm-hmm. us. But uh, I want to introduce you to my very good friend, dear friend, second son, uh, Jimmy the C. Sorillo. And the reason I said Jimmy the C, Jimmy, is because people, a lot of people don't know how to pronounce that name. And you're always having to spell it and explain what it is. Plus it sounds like an Italian mod name. Jimmy the C, yeah? Huh? Yeah, you're right. See? Well, you are Italian, so it's okay. Yeah, that's that's what I think of. But it sounds like somebody that's going to tell you how to bet, you know, like yeah. call Jimmy the C and he'll put you down for forty dollars on this. One of those oh, what was it, nine seven six lines? Remember those things back in was the eighties or nineties? You'd call and everything was a nine seven six line. It cost you like fifty cents a minute. Oh, that's right. And remember, you could if you were alone, you could call somebody. If, whatever it was, there was a nine seven six number for that. That was the big thing back then. Y'all weren't calling that number, were you? Um, well, I'm still alive, so obviously I didn't make any of those phone calls. Okay, all right. Well, good, yeah, because, you know, you'd been in trouble. But um, I was like the the neighborhood mom Uber, and I would take all the kids in the neighborhood. We lived in a cul-de-sac, which was perfect. Yes. And there were so many, they had so many friends, and uh, I would take them wherever they wanted to go. It was just like, you know, let's go to the show, let's go to the zoo, let's go to, and uh 
and I was given all permission to beat them if they <laughs> acted up or they gave me any problems. It's true. And it was it was great. I love that. And my and my kids would watch me get after y'all and they go, Yeah. Don't don't let her don't get her mad. Just don't get her mad. And that's what Samuel and Cindy don't realize how great they have it because I just do anything for them. Well, your I am grandma, that's spoiled grandma. time. Yeah, we it is were. totally. Y'all were the worst. No, y'all weren't the worst. You were <laughs> you were very good. But y'all had so much fun in that cul-de-sac. Y'all played oh, games. Yeah. And you don't see that much anymore. No. Kids out playing or throwing the football or throwing Nothing the baseball. Like and uh, but it, but y'all played wiffle ball. Yes. Now is it wiffle ball now, or wiffle? The, the, I don't know if it's wiffle or wiffle. But our term for it was was plastic ball. Plastic ball. Because okay. the ball's made of plastic. We just didn't call it wiffle ball. We With called holes it, pla- in it yes. Yeah, we would call it plastic ball. That I think your sons started calling it plastic ball and we just kinda all just would call it plastic ball. But y'all played out in that in from morning till oh, yeah. night and us and the parents would have to come out and beat y'all in the house. It's time to eat and all that stuff. And but it was great. Stayed outside. A hundred degrees. Didn't care. No. Went to the water hose to drink out of it. You know, nowadays, if you told a kid, hey, go take a drink out of the hose, they would just lose their mind. Hey, out of the garden hose? Like, <laughs> yeah. You got to let it run for about a minute. Let all the hot water and the mess run out of it. And then you drink. Right. And that's the best water you ever had. It's, you know, it's so good. It's yes. true. No, that is true. And then, um, then y'all grew up a little bit. And because I was doing the Channel 13 News, and and then when I worked for uh, Time Warner, mm-hmm. and y'all got a lot of privileges and things that you got to yes. do, and so that I, I'm just I'm, I'm going to take all credit for your love of sports. Um, oh, because my old man's they, rolling over wherever he is now <laughs> on that one. <laughs> because who else would have gotten y'all into a Astros? commercial you and you and chad got to put on the astros uniform (laughs) go to their locker room and be and be all everything you know y'all got to durker and calvin murphy and they we got to meet the equipment man for the equipment manager for the astros we actually got to wear genuine astros actual uniforms i couldn't believe they let us do that i know that was so cool and i remember shaking larry durker's hand i couldn't see my hand anymore the man's hands are gigantic (laughs) and i was like Where's my hand at? I was uh, like, holy gosh, like, please don't squeeze it. Please don't squeeze it. But y'all pulled it, it off. Y'all, the, people thought y'all were Astros out there in the field, and they were hitting balls trying to hit them into the – how long we had to stand there and keep shooting for somebody to mm-hmm. hit the ball far enough. But it was uh, it was so much fun. And then, then whenever the parade came and the Rockets uh, – won the championship. I took y'all to the parade downtown. Yep, in 94. And that was amazing. You got a picture of that with you and Chad and y'all shirts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. every time they got close or anybody got close, it was from Houston. Uh, y'all were right there. Y'all were such good supporters of them. Chad will, would not let me come into the room. <laughs> we had such superstitious. So superstitious. <laughs> like if the Astros are playing or the, and, or the Rockets are playing, yep. you can't come into the room because we're ahead right now. And you'll you'll just jinx it. And uh, I, I think Sam <laughs> has a touch of that. He goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't come over yet. They're, it's almost through. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> done. Don't come in and jinx it. Yeah, don't jinx it. I mean. And he I, thinks he's jinxing it every time. The, he said the Astros lost the last two games. Two games, yeah. yeah. And so he said, I can't, I can't think, I think I'm jinxing it because he finally got Chad to help him set it up to where he's going to get the signal so that he can watch the games oh, because okay. of the way they had it. You have to have AT&T to be able to watch yeah, get, the – Yeah, you got to have like the AT&T The other games, but now it's – I don't know, but it just it ruined him, and he's been so depressed. And he walks around going, "I don't know, everything to do," and uh, <laughs> because he loves, he loves the Astros. But I'm so, um, I was so happy that I was able to get you guys in, and y'all got to do things. But the, the best, the best story, is when, um, because Jimmy had become so obsessed with the Rockets. He was the biggest fan of the Rockets. He loved the Rockets so much. And for being Time Warner, we had to go out and shoot parts of the game because we had to make a spot of, about the game. For, y'all uh, were, y'all were sh- yeah, yeah, we were for shooting pay-per-view. footage for pay- the pay-per-view back when they used to actually put the Rockets' uh, first couple rounds of the playoffs on pay-per-view. Now, you know, it's just on regular TV. Right. 
Right. You can't hide it from anybody. No. But, and they haven't gotten that far as they used to get. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was, that was such a big deal to him. And I thought, you know, if you, if you get into a position where you got some, you know, some say about something, uh, you want to use it for your friends and your loved ones. So I thought, we're getting ready to go shoot the Rockets. They're, I don't know whether they're in the playoffs or whatever they were in. It was no, a big they were, deal. They, they were, it was just a regular season game. It was just a game. regular they were playing, season Yeah, game. they were playing the uh, Miami Heat. Right. And so, um, so anyway, I, I said, I want to bring two, two grips with us. I said, you need two grips? I went, yeah, with Eric. <laughs> Eric was shooting. Yeah, I remember and that. Uh, so they said, well, okay, we'll have to get passes for it, you know, passes for them and stuff. And I said, okay, that's fine. But uh, they got to be there. So we sat on the floor underneath the basket and with all the AP, uh, all the every sports outlet there was mm -hmm. and all the big newspapers and all that. And here we were, Warner Cable, and we're, and we're thinking, you know, and we're acting like we're somebody. But, but they did have the set out for where Warner could sit right here. Yeah. And you got to sit in front of all these other people paper and they're like who do they think they are but i said told jimmy i'm going to take you to the game and you're going to be a grip and you're going to get to see the game but i don't think you thought you were going to see it that close yeah that was close and i remember you also let us use the camera and i might have the price wrong but i think you told me whatever you don't drop that camera things like fifty thousand dollars or something yes like i said that. you got to act like the grip so you pick up the camera and, and shoot some stuff and, and install that ikigami camera and so uh, I remember that I told Jimmy, you're going to get to go and do this, and you're going to be a grip, and you're going to have to be professional, and you can't be clapping, and you because I said, don't react. Don't worry, they, they got slaughtered that game. I had no reason to clap. <laughs> <laughs> but we did. We were sitting there, and all of a sudden, here comes, who was the player that jumped over us? Walt Williams. He He played for the Rockets, I think, before and then got traded over there or vice versa. But I remember he was going for a ball that was flying out of bounds and he just flew over us. And I'm just like, you remember, what was that movie, Free Willy? And the, the whale jumps over. It's like, it's almost like he just flew so like slow motion, like flying How? over. It's like, oh my God. And then uh, you weren't, you weren't with us. Um, I think it was like the next game or something that we had to go to. And Akeem Elijah, Akeem Elijah was running down the, the, court coming this way and i'm asking eric you're getting this right you're getting this because he's coming right down the court so we've got a great shot of him but he kept coming and he couldn't stop and he got up there and he <laughs> jumped over i was sitting in the front and he jumped over me and i looked up and i could see the bottom of his shoe going over my head and i said oh my that's he must wear a size 25 oh, because yeah. it was huge and uh, so it was It was exciting, though. It was like you really didn't know what was going to happen next. I don't know why they let the people sit right there. That is was I mean, extremely they're always, I mean, dangerous. They, I mean, like, you know, the people that sit courtside, I mean, they're flying to them all the time and knocking their beers out of their hand and their yeah, food. Yeah, that's mean, true. But then you have a good story that tells, like, man, Michael Jordan fell on me and spilled my beer. <laughs> I mean, who, who can say that all the time? That's right. That's exactly right. Well, it, it was it was exciting. But I wish I'd had more of a love for the sport to even care what they were doing. I was just trying to get the yeah, shots, and that's all I cared I, about. I know what a sp avid sports fan that you are. Well, I, I know. I, I tell Sam, like, um, I really don't want to see except the highlights. So tell me when it's over and they're playing the show, reshow, the show at the end, you know, and they, they do the highlights. And uh -huh. I said, I'll watch that. But, but to me, what was so much fun was the, that game that we hit, uh, Chad was there, is that I went to the back, to the locker room. And at that time, they had just maybe let one woman in in New York somewhere into the locker room to right. interview the guys, and it was just barely happening. But it still made all the players mad. They didn't want a woman in there. They didn't want a woman, especially a woman, uh, yeah, in, in their, their space. Yeah, and and putting a microphone in front of their face. So they thought it'd be really funny to drop the towels and. <laughs> you know, and just walk out of the showers and go like, oh, good morning. hello, how are you? How's it hanging? <laughs> yeah. All right. So it was probably, it was like 
this was a big deal for women to go in there and do that. So I interviewed one tall guy. I don't know who he was. I kept trying to get, have eye contact you with him. a tall guy that plays in the NBA? He, he no. was tall. He was, he was tall. I was pretty short. But uh, I kept looking up and trying to just keep my eyes on him because I didn't know what the towel was doing. <laughs> and um, and then I interviewed uh, Kenny Smith, and and he had his legs all in ice. And so it was it was just – it was so Fun. It was fun for that, for that part of it. But it was horrible in that locker room. It was just <laughs> chaotic, and they wanted to make it as, as horrible as it could be for you to to do that. And then um, I went to one a game, and I was looking for, um, let's see, I was looking for one of the reporters for Channel Thirteen, and they said she's up in this up in the, or uh, she's where the reporters go and she told them where this box is. So I went mm-hmm. and I started to go into the room and uh, the guy said, Oh, you can't go in there. They no women allowed in there. And I went, are you kidding me? And they said, no women allowed. Really? Okay. Watch me. So I just, I went ahead in. they go like, well, I'm going to have to tell somebody. And so Lowell, Lowell Thomas comes up there and says, I'm sorry, young lady, but you can't be up here. And I said, well, since you call me young lady, that's all I needed to know. Uh, but are you really? They they don't allow women up here. It's just, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. Because the way the guys talk up here and all that stuff, we're not having any, any women up here. But um, so if you, I'd appreciate it if you just leave. So I mm-hmm. left, and Elma Barrera, Elma Barrera oh, yeah. tried to get in, and That's she couldn't. That's a blast from the past name. And she couldn't get in. And uh, so I told her later. I said I got in, and she said, "Oh, you did not." I said, "No, I just walked in," and then they threw me out but i i did walk <laughs> I in, got in they got thrown out, and I she got said in. well we had you know the women reporters have to wait uh, you know outside i'm yeah. sorry she said i'm sorry i wish i'd gone with you that would have been fun because she was such a you know like women are gonna are gonna do this and uh she was the one who when i was in, interpreting and we uh hurricane was coming mm-hmm. and so i had to go go down there and interpret for her and she was doing the news and so i'm interpreting that and so she thought it'd be really funny because she didn't think i knew spanish sign language and so she starts speaking wow. in spanish she said now for our spanish-speaking viewers and she starts the hurricane thing so i just keep signing saying that elma's now doing this in spanish and thinks i don't know anything about it and so i'm going to just keep signing and <laughs> and so we'll show funny. her but anyway but it was those were those were just interesting times and a lot of stuff has changed of course now yeah, uh, but yes. imagine you know that was the time and and that transition and it was you know and i wasn't somebody's gonna go sue somebody because they didn't, wouldn't let me in or anything but i just thought it was funny it was just like it was a different time but anyway you guys got to do all of that and and you said you told me the story about you and chad going into the locker room oh you're talking about and, when we did the commercial at the yeah. astrodome and what happened in the locker room oh uh, no we uh it was the dugout the dugout that's and it. so there's a long this is an astrodome and there's this long tunnel and about probably six seven steps into that tunnel there's this <laughs> toilet and it's kind of elevated and like a step or two you go up to where this toilet is and i guess you know it's for players to use it during the game so they don't have to go very far away right you know so i told chad i said chad can you believe it nolan ryan sat there and did a number two one time <laughs> and he, and he, was... <laughs> and he just started fans? laughing and we just started naming all the all the players that probably like sat the there and yeah. sat on their throne that's you know, you'd think that they would have a nice restroom or a nice bathroom uh, there for they them. They probably got better toilets at the Harris County Jail that these guys were sitting on. Man, That's that sad. Was a, <laughs> that thing. Ugh. So the Astros have come a long way, haven't they? They have come a really long way. Since the last time I was on your show, and I'm glad to be back for the triumph of return for the Cindy Cochran show. Yes. <laughs> this was seven years ago, 2015. So back then... Uh, the Astros were just finally coming up because they had been through that long period after Drake McLean had sold them and he gutted the team and poor Altuve was there suffering while they were just losing over 100 games a year. So 2015 was the first time I believe they made it back to the playoffs. They played the Royals. The, the Rockets were a perennial contender for the title every year and the Texans were actually getting to the playoffs. Speed it up seven years later, the Rockets are rebuilding. The Texans are terrible. And the Astros now, the expectation is 
It's not like for us, like, oh, I just, you know, I want them to get to the playoffs. I pray they get to the playoffs. I'm going to get to the playoffs. Now we have, like, New York Yankee fan expectations, like, yeah, they got to get to the World Series. Yeah. Because now they get to the World Series almost fairly often, and they're right there every year to get there. Well, I just hope they, they're not <clears throat> going through it time where they feel like we got this we got this and lay back because i've felt they'd done stuff like that whenever they're really doing well and you're going Mm -hmm. like why are they why are they not as enthusiastic as they were yesterday and sam goes they because they just played seven games in a row they you know what do you expect they're tired and you know you can't win 162 games Mm -hmm. so i mean they're going to go through parts of the season where they lose or they'll go through a little losing period it's just as long as they hit their stride at the right time, right at the you know the end of September, going into October, that's when you want them to be playing their best. But they're still number one in the. They're, they're they still have the best record in the American League. I think the American Dodgers League. overall have the best record in baseball, and the American League, the Astros have the best record right now. Well, what about Trey Mancini? Are you kidding me? This guy. Oh, an so, Italian. I know. I mean. The last time an Italian had an appearance like that, Ken Caminetti, I want to say his first at bat when they brung him up, he hit a, a triple, and then I think his second at bat, he hit like a home run, and my dad was just so excited. And I was like, why, you know, why is he so excited? Because, you know, we got this young third baseman that came up, and he's really good. And my dad's like, no, you see this guy? He, hit a, he just hit a home run, and he hit a triple in his first two at bats. <laughs> And look at that last name. He's Italian. And I'm like, oh, okay. Hey, that's what it is. So if my dad was alive today, he would probably be referring to this guy's Boom Boom Mancini after the, yes. the boxer from the early 80s, Ray Boom Boom Mancini. Well, so. that's what it, it was just. It was, we'll see. I think of Henry Mancini. But, um, but I think that, that it's, it was so exciting that he did this. And so everybody's going like, okay, we got this. This is great. This is wonderful. And I just wondered if the – like at the Rockets, maybe, you know, wondering if he plays baseball too. Because d- does he pitch? What else does he do? Like he plays first base, uh, and, he, and he plays in the outfield. He, uh, he's sort of kind of like a utility player, but mainly like he plays first base. In but the he outfield. can do. He, he has talents for. They don't really haven't explored all of his talents, right? Uh, not as far as I know. No. No, and I think there's a lot of women out there that are ready. To, this guy is so cute, and he's going to be. He won't be Altuve, but he'll be. I, think I don't he's know what his him. his dating status is, so I don't. <laughs> I don't know if he's available, ladies, but I, I <laughs> we'll can't personally that. speak for him. We'll so. find that out because he is really cute. Um, but I think that it it's been funny because he is just he is really uh, you know there's so much press about him right now, yeah. and I hope he doesn't get overwhelmed by all that and makes him like mess up or anything like that because nah. I think I think he will. He's going to do great things. But uh, what do I know? He just looks good in the uniform, and that's all I can tell you. Because I, I know nothing about I know. Just like you used to tell him about J.J. Oh, J.J. I love J.J. J.J. is so cute. He's so sweet. And da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like. <laughs> well, he did such wonderful, magnanimous type of things that was just. Oh, know, no. Like, yes, he did. But I don't think you knew. You're just like, he's just so cute. And I'm like. No, I he does other know. things too. You know that, right? He's pretty good at that football game. <laughs> yeah, I was just so bored. Football <laughs> is boring to me, unless you have a relative or loved one playing on that team. I don't get being able to be so obsessed with it. Now you have to invest, like you you do. You have invested so much time studying you and. and and uh, know so much about them, their personalities and all that, and you can name their names. I, I think then maybe you know the more you you've done that, maybe you're, you know, you'll be more excited about the game. But like it's like NASCAR. Now, Phyllis Ledbetter, who oh, we've yes. had on the show, and we didn't get to talk about her obsession with the, NASCAR. The NASCAR, yeah. And but you know how Phyllis is, and she. She walks into a place. She's going to own that place before she leaves it. She's going to know everybody, their names. And and so, can I ride around the track with you? Is that okay? No problem. Yeah. And uh, so, if if you invest that much time and you know, I can I can understand your, you know, you're being excited about it. But I just, I haven't done that. I haven't gotten to that point yet. And I love sports. I w- I've played everything, you know, all the different sports except soccer. Never understood soccer. Yeah, just ch- kicking the ball and chasing it around. 
Man, but you know, it's the most popular sport in the world. Well, that's what, um, and and all these these teams that we have now, like the the Texans don't start until when? When does their season start? Uh, in September. September. Okay. There may start at the end of this month. I, either late August or September. Yeah, but it's about to start soon. So they will be. I don't know how. Well, they're always playing inside where there's air conditioning, right? It's not. Yeah, they they, play they, got, they they we paid all this money for this what we call a convertible top stadium. They right. never open the thing to play <laughs> games. It's like, and you know, there's months in November the weather's amazing. It's like right. seventy degrees and the humidity's low. Nope. Only time they open that thing is to sun the grass, and I'm like, and now they don't even have real grass in there. It's that called that stuff called next turf. They don't even play on grass anymore. Right. So that was a big selling point. Oh, it's gonna be indoor with it. You can open the roof and it's and it's grass, and you know you can have the the pleasure both inside and outside. They never open that roof. Are you two, um, you're not, you're old enough to remember the Astrodome and going to the Astrodome, right? Oh, and, of course. And, and, and remember, I mean, because we've been there, you were older when we went there. But do you remember the the cowboy that shot? On the, on the big scoreboard. Yeah. At one point, that was the largest scoreboard in the world. Right. My, my cousin, uh, Ed Henderson, was the one who... Uh, Made him. He's he's really? one that developed that character, and did the animation for it. That's what he was oh, doing. Wow. He did um, animation for uh, Disney on uh, Snow White, the the witch. He I drew the witch. That. that is pretty. Yeah, cool. it's very very cool. And um, we always thought of him being such a celebrity, and, and he was. He did so many great things, and they neat. did a lot of the animation for um, the Astrodome at that point. And they tried to explain it to us. I mean, we'd have reunions and stuff, and he and his um, and his brother would talk about, man, we're we're doing this animation on, on this big screen, and it's gonna. And we're like, what? You're doing what? And we couldn't understand what the Astrodome and all that complex was gonna be. Yeah. And so, when uh, they had the, they had the there was a um, a competition a. I guess people were supposed to name the team. They were trying to come up with the name of the team, yeah, yeah. and they called them the astronauts, and that didn't go over. And then finally, you got have to um, they called them the Astros. And I remember uh, when I was with Channel Thirteen, we played on a team, and they named it the half the half Astros. <laughs> The half Astros. <laughs> that's what they named it. And I went, you guys, that's a horrible name. And they thought that was so funny. Uh, but we played charity things, and uh, and it was just, it was amazing. But that that complex who lived for so lived for so long there, oh, yeah. and all that that was, um, I guess, came from there. And it was so sad that it goes, it's going away, and now they have the. N- is it what NG- NGO N- NRG 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 whatever NRG. they call it this month it was Reliant before and then I can't keep up yeah that's not a and very the, good name and the and the Astrodome depending on who you talk to is a point of controversy because some people believe it tearing it down because you know we're paying still for it to sit there mm-hmm. and then it's been and now they can't tear it down because it's been deemed a historical site which. Ah. To me, it should, but they need to repurpose it to something, you know, because it's it's a landmark. It, it's the, it was the first of its kind, you know, right. first indoor stadium. Because, Lord, if you live in Houston, you know, <laughs> it's a thousand degrees outside. And then at that time, that side of town used to be just swampy, and those mosquitoes mm-hmm. were as big as helicopters over there. They were carrying people off from the Colt Forty Five <laughs> games, so they had to build something indoors. The Colt Forty Five, but um, I remember the Six Flags was Astroworld. Astro, I mean Astroworld was across the street from it, and so there was traffic like all the time over there. Can there you was, imagine? It really that built that that whole area up so much, mm-hmm. but the the sports. I think when when it was the Colt Forty Fives. Sam said there was so much interest and so many people would go to those games and sit in the bleachers and watch, you know, the Colt 45s play. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, people understood what sports were at that yeah. time. And then the first time he went into that Astrodome and had to sit and pay whatever it was for, a, you know, drink or anything. Yeah. And he said, this just isn't. I mean, you need to be, be suffering along with the players, yeah. I think, to enjoy it. But it it has come a long, long way. Oh yeah, I'll tell you a quick story. Speaking of, since we're talking about the Astrodome and way back things, 
So when they were doing the groundbreaking for the Astrodome, and we have sort of connection because we know somebody that was actually there. So when they did the groundbreaking, it was, you know, it was, uh, you know, Judge Hoffines or Mayor Hoffines, whatever. Hoffines, yeah. And, and one of the other people that was there was Squatty Lions. And when, and when they broke ground, you know, they had some soil there, and they had Colt 45s, and they all shot it into the dirt. And that's when they broke the ground for the Astrodome to start building it. Oh, because rem- remember Foley's, uh, the, Foley's had the home plate there. Was it Foley? No, it was the, it's the Fingers Warehouse. Fingers. Uh, and Fingers they had the home warehouse. plate from Old Buff Stadium. Yeah. It was still, they just, they, you know, they tore down the stadium and built the Fingers Warehouse around it and just right. left home plate in there. I think that was really cool. That, that, that I mean, was that really was cool neat. if they did that. I, I love that. But um, that was a, in Squatty Lions, whose son lived across the the street Strat, from, us, street yeah. from us, yeah, and um, it was it was so funny. I never understood any of that stuff. Like I don't know who he was or anything like that. He was a big deal. I mean, there's he parks in Humble named after Squatty Lions yes. and everything else. I was like, I just thought he was Jimmy Gregg's grandpa. Yeah, I and, thought he was. And I would, and he got mad because uh, Christy told um, their daughter Kelly, yeah, that there was no Santa Claus. Santa Claus. It's and not true, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> there is. I promise you, there is. And it was written up in the newspaper, and it said he, that he was upset that she, why would she tell her that? And Ugh. I tried to explain to them, to the family. I said, I'm so sorry that my mom would not let us believe in Santa Claus because she wasn't going to let some guy take, take credit, credit for all her for all hard his, work and that's spending right. money <laughs> that's right so she you could go sit on lap and and you know they give I you can, a sucker and all that but you're not going to believe in this person i can so. tell you when i found out that there was a santa claus but he doesn't come around the way you think he does and you'll and you'll remember this place so me and mom it was it was in the evening it was in december and she had to run to the store and this is back when rice was at its original location right, yeah before yeah. they moved one across the street and we were sitting in the parking lot, and a guy came on the radio, and he said that there was no this thing as Santa Claus. And I looked at my mom and started, ball. is that true? I kept asking and asking and asking. <laughs> and she finally just broke down and told me. I don't know if it was to shut me up or whatever, but she told me. And then I want to say when Christmas came around, I forgot all about it. And, and there was still stuff under the tree from Santa Claus. Whoever it was, I believe in them. Whoever brought me this toy, I believe in them. Yeah, and poor mom, God love her. She was having to be creative about hiding things in the house because you know she'd buy presents and she right. kept, you know, trying to find where can I hide it now? Because these little jokers look through everything. Well, it was all of that was so much fun, and it was just it was a great time. And I think that I'm glad that we lived through it, and that y'all lived next to us, and all the neighbors that were there. But I think that the the going back to the original wiffle ball. Yes. No, no, Pla- no. Wiffle. Pla- plastic no, plastic, ball. plastic ball. And watching you guys yell at each other, scream at each other, and get so mad at each other. <laughs> and and the, the not having a an umpire out there. Yeah, so, so y'all had on your honor. Yeah, and you know there was no honor among those thieves. And so um, <laughs> I remember the, that it would take like two seconds and come out with some – you want some ice cream? Yeah, and everybody leave, and mm-hmm. everybody's friends again. So it was, it was great. And I think all those things, all those times, helped build y'all. And we would keep stats. Well, Chad kept stats, so because it was <laughs> okay. The teams were, and it was always the same teams because I was the oldest. And it, at one point, I was bigger than everybody. And now all the all the kids, your son, and you know Michael, Mark, and everybody grew a foot taller than me and Joey. But since I was the oldest, so it was me and Chad and little Brian versus Joey, Mark, and Michael. And it was always the same teams. And I remember Mark or Michael, they would get mad about something. They'd sit on the curb and pout across the street. And <laughs> Joey would get so mad. Get up. Get off your bleep, bleep, bleep. And get up. And, you know, ball would hit over his head. And they just sit there and just be just so upset. And they'd finally get up. And then it was just so crazy. And then we'd be – now. Issa would be taking a nap in the afternoon, and Charlie would come outside. You don't need to be quiet. My dad's trying to sleep. I'm like, he doesn't own the block. It's not his. <laughs> and so it was just so I wouldn't want Issa coming after me though. But um, but it was a it was a great neighborhood and a great time. And if and if you as a listener, live, if y'all live in a good neighborhood, cherish that. Just cherish all the memories and things that that happened there. Yeah, I mean, we were in our own little world on that cul-de-sac, and you had. It, 
that cul-de-sac was a true melting pot, you know, even for way back then, you know. That's right. We you, had a lot of Middle Eastern uh, influence. Hispanics, blacks. I mean, we yeah, had a little bit of everything. everybody on everybody. our block. And I remember that because of such a heavy family of, of people from, where were they from? Uh, they're, they're, they're Palestinian, like from, I think, is it Ramallah or something like that. I remember they'd have the um, the mother, the grandmother would wear all black and she'd walk and it would scare the kids <laughs> they were so scared of her but it taught them it taught them and, and the prayers that they would have to and that sound that they would make and and it was just it was real teachable moments and these were like these people live next door to us we're fine you find this and nobody was talked about I mean, we didn't care. A, yeah, we didn't really care. It's just like, can we play wiffle ball? Uh, or, or, or whatever basketball. it is. Now, yeah. if you left anything outside, if you, especially basketball, the Babas would find it and they'd write their name all over it. And it became theirs. <laughs> it's Baba Ball now. It's like, wait a minute. It was in my front yard. No, no, no. We wrote our name on it. It's ours now. I was like, how does that work? And, you know, they were driving pretty nice cars. And one time I thought, you know, AB's got a really nice Camaro. If I write Jimmy on it, is it mine now? <laughs> That's great. Well, I think that. I, I just I love all of this stuff, and uh, and I did promise everybody we talk uh, sports. So uh, the Astros play tonight at seven ten, and the White Sox. Again. The White Sox. They're playing the White Sox now. The White Sox. It wasn't. Was it the White Sox that has the the history that the fields of dream? Uh, the, the White Sox were the ones that had the big scandal right. with Shoeless Joe Jackson Shoeless and all Joe them Jackson. that they okay. were taking bribes to throw the World Series. And they overcame that, and everybody still goes out and is excited about them playing. But um, I'm not excited about them playing. Okay. Well, are we going to beat them? Are we, are we? Well, we should be beating them. We've we've lost two games to them. Yes, I'm not. Now I, don't, I haven't looked tonight to see who's pitching, but the Astros need to beat them. Plus, we owe Chicago so many beatings because. The first time the Astros ever got to the World Series, they played the White Sox, and the White Sox swept us out. And that oh. was back when Roger Clemens and Bagwell and Bijou were oh, wow. back in those days. Yeah. yeah. In 05, I think it was. Man. How old are you, Jimmy? Oh, God. I'll be 50 in March. 50. Oh, And you've known man. me since I was two. Yes, that's right. Oh, okay. Because I was trying to think who you would remember in the – in all of the players. Oh, I can that, remember way back. Well, so. I mean, you guys, I mean, y'all study it, and you, you had cards. What happened to baseball cards? They turned into Pokemon cards, I think. I mean, <laughs> they still collect them now, I think. But That's like true. Joey has a nice collection of cards because there used to be a card shop in the neighborhood, and him and Chad, or we'd all ride a little bicycles up there. Right. Anytime Joey, because, you know, Joey was a little entrepreneur. Joey, he has a little wagon, his little lawnmower, and he's making money. And he'd go up and buy sets of basketball cards. And I know he's got, like, some sets of basketball cards. It's got some Michael Jordan rookies. And I think he's got, like, three or four Michael Jordan rookie cards, which. That has to be some bucks. He has some Barry Uh, Bonds rookie cards. I think he's got some Roger Clemens rookie cards. Really? Oh, yes. Oh, my word. That is. That's good. Yeah, he is an entrepreneur. Yes, he is. That's true. But I remember going and I shot commercials for people. card shops and okay and and thought they'd be there forever but you know they no. they didn't and i don't see any interest and in, and in chad i mean uh samuel asked me what what's this card doing <laughs> you know what and i said this these used to be really important cards and he goes because he doesn't care about baseball yeah and, and, and these cards they, don't function they don't make noises you can't it's not a video game it's no like it has nothing you to kept do. it and you would trade them with your friends right and, hey, i need I need a Nolan Ryan, and I'll give you a Sandy Koufax for it, or something. You know, or if you know, if it was one of those players that went so good, you'd put it in the spokes of your bicycle, and you'd ride your bike and you'd make that little noise. Yeah, and now you buy his steaks and meat and stuff. Nolan. Ryan. Oh yeah, Nolan yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Yes, he's done about everything. But yeah. uh, I think that that Mattress Mac has got this incredible deal that if. <laughs> See, What's I, it this time? Because it, it's it's always some kind of a gamble bet. Yeah, I'm telling you, I don't know how this guy does it. And I was just wondering, was he if if the Astros win it all, and you bought you know six thousand dollars worth of furniture, it's you free, get free, free, free. Yeah, it's the. I, I'm telling you. Well, you know what he does? He goes to to Louisiana and Vegas, and he makes bets to cover in case he loses. Right. And because uh, the bets are <laughs> so high. 
at first, I remember him telling a story that he would have to go to multiple places to place these bets because they're so high and they can only take so much in right, his bet. Right, cover. So there was one, like a, I don't know, it's like a gas station or something, losing it. Finally got to the point they could take these giant, you know, four or five million dollar bets he was making, but he would be and he would be driving down I ten. He'll talk about it uh, with this cash in his car, going to go make these bets. I was can, like, you, can you imagine right now he's got a suitcase with $10 million in it? Just like, eh, I'm going to go to some gas station in Louisiana and, and make a bet. Can, can you imagine the people taking down his license plate number and saying, look, if you see this license plate, stop the car yeah. and rob him. Yeah, there's a there's a rolling lottery ticket going down the road. Yeah, right. That's right. Because that was, that was like the biggest deal when he came on the scene. Mm. And then he became such a fan. I mean, it We was can tie great. him into sports. Even though, sure, it's now considered sports entertainment because where did we first see him on Houston wrestling with Paul Bosch? That's right. That that amazes me that you can remember the back, you know, because he he went from there and then he started doing those obnoxious commercials, and that's where he got started on Houston wrestling because yeah, Paul Bosch was legendary because they say he was very one of the most fair wrestling promoters that there ever was, and you know. Jim Mack didn't have obviously didn't have much, and he went on there and just spent the last few nickels he had to do this. And he had, you know, I want to say it was like a couple bucks, and the rest was like green paper or something. And he got there, save you money, was jumping up and down, and <laughs> and you know, and he was saying the address. You know, we all know the address where his place is, right? And at that time, remember, he was just like a tent, yeah, with a couple sofas and some mattresses, and well, and I mean, that guy's an American dream. He came on. To cable because that was going to be the cheapest place he could advertise, and yeah. he spent three million dollars. He made thirty million dollars from that advertising, and what it brought in was thirty million. That's and insane. so from that point on, and all of the the sales reps hated him. Yeah, he because he negotiated them for. down so far that he would not hard the the sales reps were hardly made any money at all. But it was just it it was so funny to watch whenever they said okay you're gonna have to go to mac is seeing people today and he would tell them when they could come and they don't you don't call me i'll call you and y'all come in and, and hit them all lined up from oh, all the different places at, from 13 to and 39 and then the, wow. the and then the cable was just beginning mm-hmm. but cable had the had the cheapest prices so they they got really hit hard and then when and we saw them so much. We saw those commercials over and over again. You're like, I'm so sick of those commercials. Oh, so yeah. sick of them. You- it was so obnoxious. And now, bless his heart, for him to, he's, he just aged, but he did not, that enthusiasm is still there. He, he is, and you, if you walk into his store, if he's not out of town, if he's not doing something, he is up on front, the floor. Yeah. And he will be on that phone doing in store advertisement over the PA. Right. And is nutty. But talking about, you're talking about cable. I remember you used to take us. This is back when Mike Tyson and all his fights were on pay-per-view. Right. So you would take us up to Warner on Tidwell so we could watch the pay-per-views for free. And we'd <laughs> sit there. We'd watch them and everything. And I'm going to out you on radio. Speaking Uh-oh. of cable, and you did all the commercials, you know what I'm about to talk oh, about, Oh, no. Don't you? <laughs> don't you talk about that. No, because Richard will never let me forget it if you talk about I'm that. I'm going to paddle. <laughs> so this is back when they used to have adult entertainment on on uh, Warner, and they would advertise, and Cindy would do the voiceovers for this, and and it would come on. On you know the commercials would come on. It's like there's a hot sizzly night of action on your on your Time Warner Channel nine fifty seven, and and I would say, Mom, that's Cindy. My mom, but that's not Cindy talking about that. I said, Mom, that's Cindy. My mom listened like. That's Cindy who takes y'all to church and stuff. That's her. I go, Mama Cindy. Go, I did not know they were showing everything. I thought it was. They said, "Oh, it's just going to be like adult games." And because I asked the no, it was the, full blown. Yeah, well, that. Let me. T- and how I found out was I was, I was walking through the the um, control room. Look at his face. He's <laughs> now he's interested. He hadn't listened to one thing oh, we I, said. I looked over there. He had a grin on his face. Like, yeah, you're gonna get it. And you're gonna, you got to do do one time, just do a, just a quick little. little no, promo. I'm not. I'm do looking. It. Do no, it. turn no. on that smoky, sultry voice and do just one. Well, if you want to watch, no, well, I'm not gonna. I'm I want to know, Cindy. Is uh, was it something that you were offered, or was it part of like your job there that you had to do? 
voiceovers? Voiceovers. So it, it's like you it weren't was, really given an option in a sense. It was my job to do the voiceovers. I didn't. But did you get paid extra to do this? Specific I wrote one? them. I wrote the voiceovers <laughs> and did the voiceovers. But I did not. I did not know what this channel was playing on <laughs> it until I walked through the control room and I said, "Oh my, what is that?" And they said, "That's the." channel you're advertising for and i went oh. and so i had to take it off i said i can't i can't do this and i went to the, the uh, i can't remember what his name was but anyway he was head of that <laughs> that group and i said i can't i can't do this and she said they said it's after 10 o'clock so what difference does it make and i went oh no everybody that has heard this they recognize my voice and i'm not you can't you can't do this and it was in heavy rotation too bro. Oh, that commercial was. was on i know and they and, and they, i would say how did you not know if you wrote the script no, i just wrote the script you should heard the script was extremely it wasn't detailed or anything like that it just talked about what time the this uh um, what, what time it started? What time it started? What you time know, it started? Uh, what, oh, what was it called? After Dark or whatever you, it was. <laughs> but, yeah, how did you After Dark. What, 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 what goes on After Dark, Cindy? I did not know it was porn. I didn't know it was porn. I thought it was like... Uh, what, naked you know, game show? No, like or? a romantic, romantic type sure, of movies. I mean, some stuff of those like movies that. were romantic-ish. Well, when you got through the so, bad acting and got to, well, and what, they what had goes and on. they had adult games on on there. There were games for adults. I wasn't watching. And games when they on said when they said stuff like that, I anyway. Okay, <laughs> I hadn't watched porn. Okay, yet, so I didn't know. Well, wait, wait, I'm, I'm kind of confused. Is something during that time when Time Warner was you know the the major cable company. Right. It, was it a channel you had to purchase, or was it part of their package? It was a pay-per-view. Oh, it was a pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah. So you had to pay additional money, and they were being sold something by Cindy Cochran. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. She was peddling the porn. Peddling the I porn. Mean, you got paid. Who cares? Channel. Exactly. They, what? I got what? You got paid. Who cares? That My salary, but I wasn't paid directly for that. But it was. it got to be where it was so hard to live this down, and somebody at church told somebody at church... You know, me, whose voice, you know whose voice that is? That's Cindy Cochran's voice. And trying to explain to those people and being called before the elders. No, but yeah. we did the same You I need did. to come up front and That's let's right. talk about this. You go forward and go, I'm so sorry I did that. But it was. That's, that's, the, that's what <laughs> no. you need to do for your promo for the Cindy yeah. Cochran show. <laughs> Catch us at 2 o'clock. Catch us if you can. Uh, but it was it, it was just a weird, a weird time. But when I found out that we had porn on there on cable <laughs> but it's pay-per-view right though, but it right? was pay-per-view the but way you, the way you are talking about it is like i could just go to channel whatever and there you go it's more it's pay well no no the like, uh, like my ad was on the regular channels yeah. telling people to go yeah buy pay-per-view but the, the this is the worst thing is that whoever was back there the engineer back there unplugged the it was it didn't flip the pay-per-view part on for that channel so it was open and that and what was it open to was the uh the porn i mean that it was just porn Mm -hmm. adult content but but what but what was supposed to be on that channel was the city council meeting (laughs) so everybody that went to that to look at the city council meeting is sitting there watching that, and I happened to go into. Um, well, I go to a lot of city council meetings that are like that. <laughs> but I went in, I went in, and I and the main, uh, you know, there was a, a monitor sitting in, in one of the offices, and I, and I turned it on, and I went, and I ran into the control room, and I said, "Look what you've got on! Look what you've got on the city council!" And they were like, "Oh my gosh, trying to, trying to who did that? Who did that? It was horrible." But do you, you imagine? I just would have loved to have been sitting there watching. You know, Fred and Ethel going, mm, what? Wait a minute. I don't recognize any of these people. On this. And it was, it was <laughs> terrible. It's over the I'm used to watching on the, <laughs> on, the, on the picture box there. Uh, get my glasses. What them folks doing? No, uh, usually, we're going to change the channel. No, 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 no. Leave it just a moment. Usually there. those city council things. But that, but that would happen a lot because uh, we had... We had Warner, of course, and I had every channel I wanted. I wanted to have. That's why we came to your house. We yeah. didn't. We didn't have HBO <laughs> money. We had just regular cable money. Yes, and we. It was just. It was amazing. And one time, I had a meeting with my camera people and my guys, and so they're sitting in my office across the the wall, 
and I've got my back to the TV, and they've got the the control. Now on that TV, you could see the the porn <laughs> channel if you, but I wouldn't watch the porn channel. But they, but no one watched it in my office except when I have meetings, and they would turn that on. There's no sound, but they turn the TV on. They turn it to that channel. And sit there and watch, you know, watch me talk to them about what we needed to do and what our schedule was going to be and all that. And this is going on behind me. I, it was, it was horrible. So but I they have, paid attention. Yeah, I, have it a, was, I have a confession. So when you would take us up there to watch the boxing in between rounds, and if you walked out of the room, me and Chad would turn it to the naughty channel. Oh, you guys. go ahead and pinch me. I, I, I earned a pinch. Wait, like <laughs> you wait, like a Chad. One of us would watch the door. Hey, is your mom coming back? <laughs> Oh, mom's coming back. Ding, ding, ding. Back to the boxing. You guys, I'm, I'm so ashamed of y'all. Shame on, shame on you. I've got, uh, it is, uh, we've got 10 minutes left. And, uh, you have five minutes left. Five minutes left. I'm sorry. Oh, well, so, uh, so fast. I know. See, it was just a conversation. And were you nervous coming in? You raised us to be like this. Yes. That's, well, shit, don't say that. <laughs> Uh, it's your it's your fault. I have no fear of the microphone. That's exactly right. No, no. I thought it was you. You know, I raised y'all to love sports and be sports minded and all that. Sure. But uh, I'll take that. But being in front of the mic is good. That's good that you can be that way. And that, and I and I love that you uh, are not nervous and that you can come on and talk about this. Thank you, Jimmy, so much for coming on. Thank I you. Had, thank I had you. a lot of fun. Well, you can sit right there until it's over, but. Uh, I've got to talk about what's going to happen tomorrow. 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 Yeah, that's what I need to say. Tomorrow, uh, Mindy Miller is going to be on. And Mindy Miller was Elvis, one of Elvis Presley's last girlfriends. And uh, she has a lot to talk about. And we'll ask her those questions and get a lot out of her. Uh, but she just was just gone to she just gone to Elvis Week in Memphis, and they had a lot of fun. I mean, every every week is so much fun, and they but they exchange stories and they talk about all the things that happen and um and she i think may have been the only girlfriend that was that was invited to the funeral and so she has a lot of not dirt to dish because she does not dish dirt about elvis she talks about elvis in the most uh, you know sweet kind things and uh and it's great. And she, she loved the spirituality of Elvis. That he became very spiritual. He was reading the Bible a lot. And he was in, in his later years. And so it was, it's great. So she, but she has a lot of stories to tell. And her view of that movie, Elvis movie, is not anything like I've heard before. So it's going to be fun to, uh, to listen to her. And we will listen and very politely and... But it's just, it's weird to know that she was Elvis's friend and her, his girlfriend. And I asked my sister, who was a huge Elvis fan, I said, okay, Carolyn, what question would you like me to ask her? This is going to be really exciting to have her on. And I said, just ask her, was he really a good kisser? And that was her her only question. <laughs> well, think about it. All the little, the girls back then all wanted to kiss him. So I yeah, guess so that would be a curiosity. Yeah, let's get to And, and uh, so I asked Mindy. I said, Mindy, I know this, we've been talking about spiritual stuff and all that. But I just got to ask you this one question from my sister. She wanted to know, was he really a good kisser? And she went, oh, yes. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> she just melted at the answer and went like, okay, well, that's what everybody thought. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, we went on with life. But she's going to be on, and it's going to be a lot of fun to uh, to talk to her. She has done so many interviews. I was w- watching the well, – I bet especially um, since the movie, I bet she's just been Oh, my goodness. Everybody busy, goes, busy. But she doesn't give the answers that you want. Okay, everybody, please be with us tomorrow at 2 o'clock. We will be here, and uh, you guys take care. And remember, first, respo- first responders, we love you. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you again. Thank you. I had a blast.